selling with authenticity. It's building that relationship. Learning about the value. Because you want to make that impact. It can make you happy. Elevate others around Welcome us. to the Selling from the Heart podcast. Your home for authentic, effective, and socially integrated sales strategies to help you master the art of selling. Join your co-hosts Larry Levine and Daryl Amy, along with some of the world's best sales thought leaders and practitioners, as we explore ways to help you grow your sales. Hello and welcome back to the Selling from the Heart podcast. Your co-host Daryl Amy here today with Larry Levine. What's going on, Larry? <laughs> Hey, nice colored shirt, by the way. Here we are. It's we're into Q4. Q4. Where the heck is, here, is the year gone? It is. Uh, oh man, it, it's uh, it's gone fast, and it is now. You know, we're in football season. It's the fourth quarter. It's time to get it done. We're just uh, riding on the energy of the 2021 Trust Building Challenge. What an incredible time we had this past week. It was so amazing. Um, all of the ideas that came out of the trust challenge. And, and really, Larry, I am more and more convinced that maybe the biggest uh, number one obstacle or number one area of growth we have to up our sales results and fulfillment is growing in trust and the ability to build trust, or, as you said, speed to heart. Yeah. And we all know without trust, we know what slows down and trust builds relationships. Trust also builds sales. Yeah, it does. And by the way, if you happen to miss out on the Trust Building Challenge, no worries. We recorded everything. So uh, whether you've got a computer, uh, you've got a beta player, VHS player, whatever you need. Okay, Daryl, by the way, how come on every podcast you really start dating yourself? Well, I you just go like, well, I want to make sure you feel comfortable, Larry. That's oh, all. On, so, hey, if you go to 2021trustbuildingchallenge.com <laughs> right now, you can get free access to all of the recordings. <laughs> and uh, it, it was it was fantastic. And, and I'm so thankful. Just a huge thank you to everybody who chimed in and made this such an incredible event. And what a great way to start off the fourth quarter. Um, and I have a feeling some of these topics about building trust and the if you will, the soft skills are going to be a huge part of our conversation today. But as we get started, uh, first of all, if you're new to Selling from the Heart, welcome. You've joined a growing community of sales professionals that are dedicated to being genuine, being authentic, adding real value. We call it Selling from the Heart. And Larry, I just want to uh, also begin the show with a huge shout out to our friends at BombBomb. Yeah, you know, every every time, right, we get in conversation with Ethan Butte or Steve Passanelli, we always learn words from faceless communication to digital pollution. It never ends with these guys. <laughs> well, and that's where we want to encourage you to do is two things. First of all, head over to Amazon and grab a copy of Ethan and Steve's new book, Human Centered Communication. It's going to help you remove the digital pollution uh, from your life and help you be less of a digital polluter <laughs> yourself. Uh, and second of all, go to bombbomb.com slash heart. If you haven't tried BombBomb yet, you got to give this a try. This is a great way to add a face to what is often faceless communication. Uh, and so check that out. You'll find not only 14 days free, but you'll also find resources to help you grow as a sales professional in your ability to uh, to rehumanize business. BombBomb.com slash heart. That brings us really to the topic <laughs> hey, That was of the a great day. segue. Thank you, Larry. We specialize right here at Selling from the Heart. <laughs> 
in great segues. And it's a great segue to the team that we have about to join us to talk about what's going on right now in sales enablement and sales leadership. So as we invite this great esteemed <laughs> panel and team in, Larry, why don't you introduce and give some context here? Oh, well, where, where, where do we start with, with Jason and Amy and CJ? And I've always said you meet the greatest, coolest people in the intersection what, what, what I call the digital world, right? It's, it's that cross between what we do face-to-face -face mm -hmm. and socially. And I've just grown fond of Jason. I've got to know Amy and CJ, and they're just going to bring a wealth of information. We're going to kind of, we're going to turn this around because normally I introduce them all, but I'm going to allow them to introduce themselves <laughs> and we'll dive right into this podcast. Jason, we'll start with you. Yeah, well, hey, hey. you know the question, Jason. So I'm going to set this up for our listeners because they expect yeah. this. Jason, as you introduce yourself, what does it mean to you to sell from the heart? Well, thank you all for having me. And before we get into that, uh, Daryl, I love your uh, dating analogy here. So I'm going to fire up my laser, my laser displayer and get this. Thing <laughs> with you. Hey, Jason, Howard you fit right in. Cause there is all right. It's like, it is because <laughs> the last couple podcasts, he's dropping eight track and cassette. Oh. The guy rolls with an eight-track cassette player in his That's car, right. Jason. I got the laser disc in the back here getting fired up. There we go. You're You're my language. Yeah, man. <laughs> um, Welcome, Jason. Thank you. Yeah, I think, you know, um, when you think about selling from the heart and you think about what that means, um, I reflect upon the past 18 months of the kind of the world we've been thrusted into with the pandemic. And now more than ever... Um, being authentic, being yourself, being transparent and connecting with your customers is now more important than ever because we've become disconnected in a way because people aren't able to have those face-to-face -face meetings that they used to have. And let's face it, in the medical device world that we're in, a lot of those interactions are face-to-face. -face. So you have to kind of up your game now more than ever, whether you're doing it digitally like we're doing now or in person and, and giving people the skills to do that and build rapport and trust integrity is so important now more than ever. So that, that's my short answer. Yeah. Um, I just want to play on this for a second and then Amy will go to you and then CJ will go to you as in an organization, the size of yours, Jason, how do you see what you just said playing out? I'm just curious. Um, you know, it, it's been a bit of a ride, you know, I've been with Abbott now for about 18 months and initially all the sales training we were rolling out was done virtually. And, and I'll defer to Amy here in a minute, but when you're doing this virtually, it's hard to measure and connect with people to see if they're actually understanding it and really applying it. Um, and we've started doing more in-person training now. We're actually doing one next week out in California. And we're finding that the in-person training, I'm, I'm seeing that like a, a sigh of relief with the salespeople now because they're starting to be able to connect again. Mm. And they're starting to look each other's eyes and say, hey, you know what? We're doing this. We're doing that. This is what works. This is what doesn't work. But also you know, let's face it, with what's going on in the country right now, uh, everyone's been affected differently geographically. Certain parts of the country like the Northeast were hit harder down south in Florida, Texas, they stayed open, Arizona. So you're, you're getting different experiences from different people. But at the end of the day, at the core, how you connect with people and build trust and integrity is still going to be number one. Beautiful, beautiful. All right. Well, Amy, you're on next. What does it mean to you to sell from the heart? Tough to, tough to follow, Jason. Uh, <laughs> thank you guys for having having me on today. Uh, just an introduction. I'm Amy Woodard, and uh, I'm based out of Boston, uh, also with Abbott, and uh, I've been with Abbott for about nine years. 
And um, I'm on the commercial sales side uh, as a regional sales director within our structural heart division. Uh, you're getting back to your question, you know, around authenticity, um, you know, I'll keep it simple. I think, you know, having been in sales the majority of my career, you know, you really, as cliche as it sounds, you, you just have to love what you're doing. And, mm-hmm. you know, customers, they, they see right through. Uh, people that are, are selling are not proud of their product. And, you know, it really has to be a lifestyle to, to really eat and breathe and sleep. Um, I know we do that with our product, and it, it's, it's that you, your love has to shine through for customers really to see that that you're truly authentic. Oh, I absolutely mm. love this because you, you, you used, A, you used the love word, which... I absolutely adore, but you use the word lifestyle, Amy, mm. and oftentimes it's selling from the heart. We'll always say authenticity is a lifestyle. It's not a light switch. It's not something that you just wake up in the morning and say, hey, you know what? I think I'm going to try authenticity. If it works today, I'm going to roll with it. If it doesn't, I'm just going to can it. So I love it. Mm-hmm. Lo- love, love, love it. Oh, that's good. This is so fun. All these different perspectives in one episode. So CJ, now, how do you talk that? <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, CJ Thomas, what does it mean to you to sell from the heart? Thanks for having me on the show. Those are fantastic answers. I don't know if I can top them. You can. But what I, no, they're, they're too good. <laughs> but what I can tell you for me is authentic selling means looking inside yourself and understanding what your personal values are and then leveraging those with a message to come across to your customer in a way that seems trustworthy. And the reason why I talk about that is a lot of salespeople's values change over time for whatever reason. And I think that during that change, people need to reflect inside and pick these core pieces of themselves that the marketing messages will integrate with. And then when you go to your customers and you deliver something like that, you get belief. Mm-hmm. Uh, your customers see you as competent and authentic. And both of those um, lead into trust. And what was interesting is that, I was actually doing a little research before this, is that trust has more impact on the sales experience than fairness does. Mm. It's so, that's such a great answer. and and. This this right now is a great, a really good segue into what we want to talk about today, which is sales enablement. Um, where you know we're in this this hybrid environment. It's dynamic, as you were saying, Jason. It's shifting. It's different all over, um, not just the country here, stateside. We have listeners all over the world. It's different everywhere. And uh, at the same time, we we need to we want to enable our salespeople to be successful. And, you know, when you think about this, I just want to throw this question out. And Jason, this, this kind of dovetails into a lot of conversations we've been having together, but where, where do you see, what, what are the pieces um, when you think about categories of sales enablement and what we need to be doing to equip our, our sales teams to be successful in this environment? What are some of the top level categories you think in as a sales enablement leader right now? Yeah, you know, um, that's that's a really good question. And I, I've been pondering that um, more often. Um, I've been doing this for 14 years, right? And it's the, the environment has changed so much in 14 years. And when I think about now versus then, I think now the, the soft skills are so important. 
the conversational skills, how you do the objection handling, how you open the call with the customer, the rapport. I'm not so much concerned about the process, like the sales process, you know, is it PSS, is it Challenger, what methodology are we going to use? It's more about giving them the skills to have the conversation to interact with the customer. And, and we've spent a lot of time on that recently. Um, you know, how you tell the story, mm -hmm. how, how you overcome the objection, and not in a negative way, but a positive way to have the conversation to get to the core of what's going on. Um, and even for myself, I, I, I'm continuously learning and I've had this shift the way I build out a curriculum for a sales enablement program because the products are important, you know, the positioning is important, but how you talk about the product, how you engage your customers, how you approach your business, I think it's more important than ever. And I, and I don't even use the word sales training anymore. I, I use sales enablement because I think at the core, it's more of a philosophical approach than just a, a cookie cutter approach. That's excellent. You know, we like to say, and I'm curious what what the rest of you think about this, but one of the things we've, we've been saying at the Selling from the Heart podcast is soft skills yield hard dollars. And, you know, I think a lot of times I'm curious what what Amy and CJ think, but a lot of times in sales enablement, um, we're thinking about, you know, those hardcore sales skills, the technology, the message, product training, all all of that is important and critical. Uh, but it feels like uh, without the the soft skills around, like you were saying, CJ, with trust, um, you're saying, Jason, with conversation that, um, you know, it's it, it kind of falls flat or it, it it's almost like it's the glue. CJ, what are your thoughts when you think about this? Well, trust is linear. It takes time. So when you meet with your customers, you have to facilitate the start of the trust process. And the best way to do that is to be authentic. And it's funny, I was reading a study by Kim and Song. They were looking at restaurants and the restaurant industry is very crowded, um, but they were looking at the marketing materials and they were also looking at salespeople within the organization and, you know, promoting the products. Well, what sales enablement has to do and what I guess you can be mirrored off of this study is that you have to give your salespeople tools for them to be perceived as authentic. Hmm. So you think about the marketing materials, you think about the message. These are things that have to align with your sales reps. That way they can internalize it and in turn deliver it to your customers in a way that they perceive them as actually believing what they're saying. Because how many people, how many people, you know, hear reps talk about something and you're like, this person's just a cookie cutter or this message is clearly memorized and it doesn't have that it factor. And I'd almost say that authenticity is that it factor these days. It, it, it's so good because, you know, on prior podcasts, we, I mean, we've been talking a lot about trust and it's built in every interaction, every conversation, and it's built on that very first impression you make with somebody. It, and I like what you said, CJ, because I think it's through sales enablement, you can give them the tools and you can help them with the messaging to do two things that are near and dear to us at Selling from the Heart. And that's how well they connect with people. And that's how well they can relate to people. Mm -hmm. But I, I was going to say the one thing that is also unique, with, whether it's with this group or what, what we do, you know, in our daily jobs, CJ, I and Amy, is that, you know, CJ, has just transitioned from a selling, he's been a sales rep for a number of years, now he's in training. 
And then Amy has actually come in and been a part of a couple of our programs. So I think the perspective they bring also helps to give credibility to what we do. Because again, you know, let's face it, the way buyers buy has changed and the way sellers sell has changed. You know, if, if we don't have folks like CJ and Amy giving that perspective, we're, we're kind of shooting in the dark a little bit. It's great, Jason. And, um, and just thinking about all of that, Amy, from the perspective of a sales leader um, and, and working with the team and with clients and all of that, where do you see the gaps right now in sales enablement? What's what's missing? What's what's desperately needed? Yeah, I mean, that's a good question. I, I think, you know, just from working with Jason and CJ, they they do a great job sort of teeing us up. Mm -hmm. And, you know, the, the reps in the field right now, especially within, you know, our product that we're supporting, um, it's it's incredibly stressful. I mean, they, they live very, very stressful days and, and nights, um, long, long hours. It's not a, a eight to five sales role. And, you know, I think from the standpoint of what's missing, it's like that balance they can have. And, you know, that's really where I come into play is trying to create an environment, one, where they understand that, you know, of course, we've got to get our work done, but more importantly, like we have to have fun in what we're doing and we have to be able to have a balance and have a life outside of work. Um, I think that all of that plays into sort of their productivity of their day and, and you know, kind of all plays into that authenticity. They have to have balance outside of work too, which it creates a, um, it's just a tough balancing act. I think for, for the field these days, it's probably harder to be a salesperson now than I think it ever has been uh, with COVID and, you know, just all the barriers that they're feeling on a daily basis. So long answer, but there's a lot that goes into it. And I think from my standpoint, you know, I, I tell my team a lot is my role is really just to remove debris out of your way. Um, we have a team that they are the most qualified people and incredible at their roles. And, um, they run their, their individual territories and their process. They're, you know, they're a little business within their little family of their, their group. And they just need me to kind of help shovel debris and trash out of their way as they, they run into obstacles. So it's a, it's a unique spot. I, I just want to, um, I just have to ask Amy on this one, uh, just cause I'm, I'm really curious if, if we go, now we're going to flip this around a little bit. If we look at this through the lens of your team, what's your team coming back to you saying, I wish you could help us with what areas, what are you seeing from your team that in turn you share with CJ and Jason? I'm just curious. Yeah, good question. You know, I think the biggest thing, the biggest struggle that the team, if they were all sitting on the call is just finding ways to, you know, add that special value that sets you aside. You know, it, you get such a small window of opportunity with these customers and you have 10 things that you want to talk to them about and you've got to be able to like triage your needs and triage your discussions. So it's finding with Jason and CJ and their forces, you know, they get a million, they give us a million different ways to approach customers and they're also valuable, but I, I think the team really that's the one thing is like what are what are the the top value add pieces that i can do for you know this type of customer that's a struggle and i think to amy's point you know there was some data i was just reading from gardner and forrester 
serious decisions. And, and what the one thing that buyers are looking for is insight and differentiation. They want a rep to come in and, and talk to them about something they didn't realize and, and tell them how their product is different from what, anything else they have and how they can solve a problem. And I think in the space that we're currently in, we do that. But now how do we help the reps articulate that and keep the relationship strong? Yeah, that's near and dear to my heart. I, I'm a passionate believer that buyers don't buy products and services. They buy the outcomes exactly. those products and services deliver. And you're in an industry where, um, you know, the outcomes are uh, paramount, right? And and really being able to understand um, what the customer is wanting, whether it's a doctor or a administrator, or you've got all these different uh, audiences um, inside that. It's interesting, you know, I'm curious what your thoughts are, because I've, I've been a big believer that one of the biggest or highest leverage things we can do to enable our sales reps is around that, what we might call business acumen, um, or really, you know, we, we, we understand the product, but what about understanding the, you know, the problem, the, um, the role of the different buying, the people on the buying team, um, you know, I'm curious when you think about enablement from the perspective of business acumen, if I may, um, especially applied in your world, uh, what, where do you see the opportunities for growth there, CJ? Yeah. And I'll circle back to a term, uh, competence. And if for sales enablement, if you can get your reps to be perceived as competent, that's going to go a long way because competency leads to trust. Competency leads to new insights for customers. Competency means uh, delivering the message in a way that the company uh, intended. And for sales enablement, it, it's our job to get these people to a point where they can go out, they feel comfortable, but more importantly, in, they can do it in a way that, customers actually respond to because I guess part of the training process. And I think about when I was a rep is they'll put you through a round robin of stuff and you walk out and how much of it do you retain? Well, you retain what is close to you. So I know one thing that Jason and I have been talking about for 2021 is to build a comprehensive program, but to also keep in mind who's delivering the message because a lot of times organizations create a message that resonates with the customer. But you have to keep in mind that you have to create a message that also resonates with the sales rep. It is equally important mm -hmm. because they are the ones that deliver the message. That's a oh. really good insight, Larry. Yeah, no, in the in the first word that I, I think of as I was listening to what you're saying, CJ, is where does confidence? I'm just getting, when 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 I think about competence, right? We want all of our sales professionals to be competent to be able to deliver the message. But where do you see the confidence start to play out in this? Because I think they both go hand in hand. That's that's a good, good point. Oh, go ahead, Amy. Yeah. No, I was just going to say, you know, I think from, from Abbott's standpoint, we've had to sort of regroup the way that we focus on our teams. And we sort of threw all these resources. We went from very limited resources we were just rapid fire growth and you know we're all really proud of that um, but with that we got resources which is what we needed uh, you know out of the gate but with that we started having all these you know programs and the Jasons and the CJs added and 
we've had to really define, kind of going back to your competence question, we've had to define swim lanes for every role. And we sort of threw everything out at everybody, and that that was not productive. Um, so, you know, as we sort of define, okay, sales reps, your responsibilities are this, this, and this. Clinical specialists, your responsibilities are this and this. And market development specialists, this. And then regional sales directors, this. So everyone has goes out within their day now. They can be competent because they know, you know, A, B, C, and D are what I'm responsible for. It's not all these other, you know, plus in the ceiling that I have in my mind that's, that's circling around. So hopefully that that gives a little clarity kind of to what our strategy has been. We've, we've really done a great job, and I'll, I'll give us a pat on the back, which look at Jason and CJ's team, just really sort of defining what is important for each role. That's been pretty impactful. Yeah, I great think – I think confidence is a, when I think about confidence, I think about a few things. There's always this quote that I show the class when I bring them in, and it's it's from David Albright. He's a performance coach, and I say, and it says, "Are you comfortable or are you ready?" Because they're not the same. And so everyone that walks in the room is comfortable. They sit in their chairs, they're good. Mm -hmm. But then if competition comes out, are they ready? And so being ready means they have the confidence to go out and sell the products. We're giving them the tools, the processes, the the resources, everything they need to go out and execute. Um, but that also comes with practice. And, and, you know, people hate that word role play and practice. <laughs> but let's face it, you know, you have to do that in order to be confident. Right. You have to know your you have to know your message. You have to know your customer. You have to know who you're talking to. You have to know the environment. And I think all those things kind of point back to confidence. Absolutely. So great. What a what an incredibly powerful um, insight. The insights coming out here. And I know our listeners, especially those who are sales leaders, uh, you're taking notes. You're going to want to rewind this because there's some really, really good insights in here. Uh, I can't believe we're bumping up against the bottom of the hour on our time here. This has gone so quick. Um, but I, as we wrap up, I just want to do a round robin here. And I want you to just think about what as a sales enablement person or then there's lots of sales enablement um, and sales leaders listening in. I'm curious for each one of you, what you think the highest leverage skill um, or highest leverage value you can add right now in this environment as a, as a sales enablement person, also just put it for the salespeople listening in, what are the what's the highest leverage thing you can add in order to accelerate your sales results as we look forward into Q4 and 2022 and beyond? Who wants to take that one first? I can go first on that because um, I say this pretty often, you know, two pieces, you got to be patient and you got to be passionate. Uh, those are two, two components that your customers should see every single day. Um, and it, it's easy to say that, but actually doing it and, you know, even myself, I struggle with it. You got to wake up and be patient and passionate. Uh, especially during the times that we're in right now, because mm -hmm. they've got a lot going on outside of uh, Abbott Structural Heart from a customer standpoint. Great answer. Oh, I love it. Patient and passionate. We just say, hey, it, we all do things in three here. So I know Daryl's just like, Jesus want one more piece. So you got to, so we have persistence, right? <laughs> we have passionate passion. <laughs> yeah, so we got to really, throw another good answer. There. That's a that's a really good insight, um, CJ. What do you think if you think about the one thing that uh, sales professionals and sales enablement teams 
need to focus on looking forward? Highest leverage. I'll do a, a hyphen answer because I got two things. <laughs> okay, fair <laughs> enough. That works. <laughs> so the first is make a reasonable ask. And the second is invest in the support structure. Mm-hmm. And that duo specifically for me is a lot of times organizations will go out and they'll ask their salespeople to do X, Y, Z. Is, and I, people need to take a step back and ask, mm-hmm. is it fair? Have we set them up for success? And part mm-hmm. of setting up uh, the success for the sales folks is investing in training. So specifically, maybe not even just the sales process, but um, getting coaching, how to build authenticity from the start. Uh, how do I connect with my customers? These are soft skills that I think the industry is moving towards. And I think it's best practices. But form, if you can set up a formal program to do that, you enable your customers to be perceived as more authentic, which comes up as more competent, and then that leads to trust, and then you get your sales. Yeah, high leverage. Beautiful. Jason, last but not least, highest leverage thing you think we can do right now that Amy and Sue... I'm always batting cleanup. Bring us home, Jason. Bring us home. Um, So authenticity at the core, passion, and persistence. Um, like I said, I've been doing this for 14 years. I've been told no more than I've been told yes, right? That, that's a part of the job, especially in sales training. It's a thankless job and people say, no, you're not doing that. Okay, well, fine. I'm going to find someone that's going to say yes. Um, and I think in particular in the med device world, authenticity goes a long way, especially with physicians, right? Physicians are taxed with a million different stressors, but being real with them is going to get you a lot of, you know, a lot, a lot of capital with them, personal and professional, and then again, the persistence, you know, I just keep keep going, right? You just keep going. You keep pushing what you believe forward. So I think those are my three. Awesome. Yeah, and, and, and I love this. And just one last thing is there's, there's no scientific proof behind what I'm going to say. It's just my sixth sense is I believe this. People smell authenticity. It, 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 I, yeah. I think it's just a human trait that a lot of us have is they can smell if Jason or Amy or CJ is truly sincere and genuine in what they're saying. It's how it comes across. It's the tonality of your voice. It's, you know, how your eyes are moving. It's how you're leaning into conversations. They can sense that. Or are you just delivering the message? And that's what I love about this is because it all goes back to soft skills. It's this is a game changer moving forward in the sales world, my opinion. Well, and I tell reps when they come into sales trading, your credibility is your currency. Mm-hmm. It's not the products you sell and your number at the end of the month. Your credibility with your customers is your currency. Because to your point, if you're not who you say you are, good luck getting back in front of that customer ever again. What so. a great conversation. Hey, I just want to say thank you to all three of you for not only um, sharing your time and insight with us today, this has been really, really uh, profound, but also uh, just thank you to each of you for being leaders um, in the profession um, of watching just the way you're going about this and the value that you bring and what you do. It's, it's truly inspirational. So thank you so much for, for being who you are and doing what you do. It's incredible. Thank you all for the opportunity. Thank you for having us. Yeah. Awesome. Oh, so good. So good. so good. What a conversation there. We had all these people in the first studio time, today. For, hey, Daryl, first incredible. time ever, three people in the studio. We'll have to do this some more, but this was this was really great in terms of 
just getting some real timely insight from some leaders inside an amazing company um, about where, you know, what we need to be doing right now for sales enablement. And I think the things that we heard today um, apply to those who are listening in who are in sales enablement or sales leaders. But I think these things apply to individual sales professionals who are listening in as well. This is um, it's a really good time of year to be thinking about what do I need to invest in, in myself, my team, or my company to make sure we're set up for success in 2022 and beyond. Yeah, and it's, uh, you know, Q4, everyone's racing because it'll be year end and so forth. But we will tell you this is what you do in Q4 mm -hmm. will set you up for what happens in Q1 and Q2 and well into 2022. Can you believe 2022 already? But, <laughs> yes, here, but yeah, it's crazy. But, you know, soft skills, call it whatever you want around heart and sincerity and so forth, Daryl. This is the time it can't be brushed under the rug. It's been brushed under the rug in sales for way too long. And we need to bring the soft skills right up onto the business table. You're absolutely right. And I think, it, you know, we, we heard the, the phrase now more than ever several times during this conversation. But the reality is now more than ever, it is an interesting and challenging time as we're navigating through all of this as sales professionals. It's also a challenging time as people on the buying side. Uh, whether their prospects or clients are navigating through their worlds as well. And we're really, I think, more than ever looking for people that we can trust. And so it was so interesting coming out of the trust building challenge and then having this conversation today. Um, I'm more convinced than ever that soft skills do yield hard dollars. And these are high leverage. You know, even the name soft skills seems squishy and, you know, all that stuff. But the reality is um, with trust backed by authenticity, and even we heard the L word, love, that's what begins to accelerate um, results. And, and we need that right now. It's an incredible source of competitive advantage. No, I, I totally agree. Just one last thing, and, and, and we'll wrap up the podcast. We appreciate everyone listening is, you know, we talk a lot about heart and relationships. Mm -hmm. And here's what I want sales leaders and sales professionals to, to, to just latch onto for just a second. If we can bring this all in our personal lives, our challenge to you in Q4 and in 2022 is bring these same sets of heart and sincerity and relationship building skills to your professional life and to your clients and watch what starts to happen as these relationships start to blossom. So good. Well, thank you, everybody, uh, everyone in the Selling from the Heart community. We appreciate you from the bottom of our hearts. It's such an exciting time right now seeing this movement of authenticity inside the sales profession. Um, thank you for everybody that joined us at the Trust Challenge. If you want to catch that, if you didn't, didn't make it and want to see the replay, no worries. Just go to 2021trustchallenge.com. Grab the videos. Engage with us. This is a critical time right now. Thanks to our friends at BombBomb. Uh, for enabling us to rehumanize communication. Thank you to everybody who is leaving references on uh, iTunes, Spotify, YouTube, wherever you listen, wherever fine podcasts are sold. We appreciate you leaving a reference that helps us spread the word. And until next week, keep being genuine, keep being authentic, keep adding real value, invest in soft skills to get hard dollars, and most of all, sell from the heart. Thanks for listening to the Selling from the Heart podcast on the SalesCast Network. If you enjoyed the show, make sure to hit the subscribe button so you don't miss an episode. 
We appreciate your encouraging reviews as it helps us spread the word. As always, we would love to connect with you. So look for us on LinkedIn, Facebook, Instagram, and your favorite podcast platform. This podcast is produced by our friends at SalesCast. Learn more at www.salescast.co. We look forward to seeing you next time.